tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. So blessed to have these friends, Robbie Yopes and also Beatrice Bruno, the drill sergeant of life, both here, authors and speakers, to help me with the good news. Hello, with ladies. The doo-wop girls. Good morning. Well, we good have morning. it. It's not morning. Jorge gets so irritated with me when I say morning because oh, I wow. forget because I do a morning show too. And he's like, Angie, you say morning, then I have to change everything. It's not morning. It's he afternoon. Does it. He does it in that Antonio Banderas voice. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Angie. No. Yes. Say Angie, Jorge. Yes, see? <laughs> yes. He does. Yes, I love Angie. how he says it. I love my stepmom has an awesome accent, too. She calls me Angela. Oh. Angela. Angela. Yeah, Angela. Yeah, she's awesome. Okay, so I want to talk about a couple of different things. First of all, coming up in the next segment, Nicole Parrish. She is a beatboxer, and you may know her because she and her father do these competitions on YouTube where they beatbox, uh, compete with each other. Yeah, have you yeah, seen her? Yeah, you yes. guys have seen her? Yes. She yes. is so talented. She's incredible. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. And she beats him, too. All, she she really does. does. And you yes. can see his admiration when he watches yes. her, and then it'll be her turn next. I love it when she takes her glasses off like yes. she's not she's not gonna play yes she takes right. her glass she folds them up she looks at him like you know you want to roll you want to roll that's cool that's yeah I like that. yeah and they've been on like good morning america and i noticed when she was on gma she threw the word christ into her beatboxing Sweet. Mm-hmm. and so i was like wait a second she just say christ and she pointed to the sky mm-hmm. so i rewound it because on a morning tv if you say i'm going to be talking about christ in yeah. my song they would probably say well oh no yeah can you choose something else about you know like flowers or some rain or dew drops or something but exactly. not to jesus um not on morning uh, uh, ra- uh news oh, and yeah. so when she said christ and pointed to the sky i'm like she just said christ so i rewound it a couple times so i asked her in another interview and you know hey was that it was like a it was like a jesus drive-by like you said it so quick i had to rewind it several times that's to like cool. you threw Jesus it out so quickly and she laughed hysterically she said that's the funniest thing i've ever heard i facebooked her and said like are you a christian beatboxer and she said everything she does is for god and everything's ad lib she doesn't write anything before and that she feels led by god in all of her music and it's all ad lib and so she's going to join us in the next that's segment talent. to talk about her faith and how she got into this whole beatboxing of course with her father mm-hmm. okay and you know that i um Robbie's got something she wants to talk about, and I do too. You know, I just got back from Los Angeles. Um, I went last week, and uh, I got to see my nephew. And I think, you know, I go there for him because he doesn't, my brother's not in his life, and I've always really supported him. But I think I found two things out about when I went to go visit him. His mother appreciates it just as much as he does. She says things to me like, You've always been there for us. You've always supported us, that he's the closest to you of anyone in her family or my family, Mm -hmm. um, and Mm -hmm. that she feels like she's, that I'm in it with her. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so she feels like we're a team and we both care about him equally. That's good. And so she she loves it that I've always included her in in my family. Isn't that cool? Uh, You're, I mean... 
not and you you kind of assume in some ways of course people would do that not everybody no, would do that no. at all mm -mm. so what you're doing and you're not doing it just to do it you're doing it because you love mm -hmm. and that's who you are and i am so admiring of that in you well and i think sometimes you have to overlook whether or not you agree with people's lifestyles faith or religion that you've got to be there for the kid and initially when Absolutely. my brother and my and 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 my nephew's mom first got together they got together under some very unique circumstances in a 12-step program mm -hmm. and then they had their own struggles mm -hmm. and so she also was struggling and what i told her this time was i said you know what I so admire you because you dealt with your addiction issue and you rose to the occasion. She has her master's degree Good in speech her. therapy. She helps people who've had um, strokes. She helps little kids learn to get over their speech impediments. Wow. I said, it's like a ministry what you do now. And I said, when you, when you needed to raise your son, you rose to the occasion and you were able to overcome your addiction to be there for him. And I so admire that about oh, you. Absolutely. So initially she and I were not much alike. Mm -hmm. And I overlooked that to love him and therefore also to love her mm -hmm. you know and so she's like a sister to me now but you know angie a, a lot of times in situations like that people don't really care about the children I well know. yeah you know i got a nephew out in la you know i don't see him you know as that's just how it is but that's not the way it should be yeah. because at some point you know he he is your heritage yes okay he's a part of your generation yes you know and what you're doing is impacting his life so that he will always remember and angie loves me i hope That's so right. you, know. I, you know he's he i was in the kitchen doing something and he's busy i mean it's funny because i said to him once i said recently i said you know you and i are a lot alike because i worked full-time all through high school and college and he leaves the house at like seven in the morning and comes home at seven at night and he mm -hmm. gets up around six because he has football he takes a bus into this pu big public school in la Incredible. and um and he stays after school and you know brings a snack and does football practice and then he's a straight a student so then he comes home and does homework at seven and mm -hmm. it's unbelievable his schedule and then That's he's awesome. got the game on uh you know what Friday he, night you know who he reminds me of who you yes well yes. it's funny because I, I actually think he's a lot like me absolutely so I said that I said we're a lot alike and he said yes and my dad now has really taken an interest in him and my dad calls him every week and even Amen. though my dad got into his own addiction issues mm -hmm. my dad had been a straight-a student and um, lettered in three sports so mm -hmm. they also were a lot alike but I said to Levi I said look at how just that one drink my dad took when he was a teenager led him down the wrong path yeah. and he still was able to get his PhD, but there were so many ramifications of that drinking. It just doesn't work for our family. Yeah. And I said, and you've got addicts on both sides. So nice. really, you don't, when other kids him. do it, mm -hmm. when other kids do it, you can just say to them, it doesn't work for me. That's right. For our That's family. Good. And you know, and, and Robbie, you're right, because when Angie was working in that morgue, Okay. Yeah, when I was cleaning and Boulder during, Community Hospital, yeah. when I used to exactly. clean the morgue and the ER. You did what you had to do. Oh, yeah. And Levi is doing what he has to do so right. that he can get to the place that he wants to be. And now that I look at you, and I'm, I'm thinking about the picture I saw of him on Facebook, he kind of reminds me of you. Oh, His he looks facial, like our side of the family. Yeah. We have redheads. Yeah. He's got red hair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I want to talk about besides seeing them and showing love and, you know, taking these trips, making calls, making the effort, you know, getting them here for Christmas time, um, all those things, they're not always convenient. And also, what I, the other thing I got out of this trip was 
maintaining long distance friendship. There's seven friends that I was friends with in Los Angeles that I've kept in touch with. Mm. And I had many more friends than that. However, those seven, I've really put the effort into maintaining the friendship. I saw pictures on Facebook. And it, it was, was so neat. We had a birthday party that they, mm-hmm. they got me a cake. And, you know, I got to have brunch with my mentor, who was my executive producer in, at NBC in LA. And I started working with her in 1991 like, or two oh, wow. in my first news job. Okay. And, um, so she was, I worked with her for 10 years when I worked at NBC in LA and she really took me under her wing and mm-hmm. cared for me, you know, when I didn't have any family there. And so I got to see her and we laughed and giggled and told our sto- stories. We told the most horrible story. Our story was of the people in the union. So in the union at this particular place where we worked at NBC. Mm-hmm. At the time, you could actually not do your job and still be there. So there were certain people. There was a cameraman and an editor, and you just really couldn't even assign them anything because they were so angry. Oh, wow. And so you worked around them, right? And there were a couple people like that. So we all had this discussion. Who do you think was the most – the, who did you fear would come in and do something horrible to people in the newsroom? Oh like God. if someone lost it, who would it be? And we all voted for the same three people. Oh, which I thought was, no, there was one cameraman, and I believe oh, he's deceased gosh. now. Wow. He used to carry around in his news truck an effigy of our boss – hanging from a noose in the front seat. Oh, so the oh reporter couldn't the reporter couldn't even sit in the front seat. The reporter had to sit in the back because there was a noose with an effigy of a but everyone was so afraid of him. He was a Vietnam vet. No one oh wanted to like confront gosh. him. He made me a necklace once out of his tooth. Out of like a, I mean, tell me that's, that's not nuts. I'm like it's, 21 it's years old. It's horrible and funny. Oh at I'm like 21 years old, and he's making a necklace for me out of a tooth. And then my boss told him, well, it's not very, it's probably not appropriate. You know, I don't know if she wants your tooth necklace, you know. <laughs> and she's just, you know, she's just a kid There's still. A mi- she's just a memo of, about the yes, tooth necklace. Yes, yeah, the tooth necklace. But isn't that oh crazy that somebody could still work you know what? there? It's funny oh. because nothing happened. Yeah, but yes. it could it could oh. have been horrible. Right, we joke now, but there were some. I mean, you just did not even. I remember once I assigned him to a reporter, and the reporter came back to me and he said, "Don't you ever oh, wow. assign me to him again. We do not wow. work together. Wow, no reporter would work with him. So what do you do with him?" And he was union, so you couldn't fire him. Yeah. Oh, my I mean, gosh. It, it, it got crazy. And when people were like, oh, you know, here's a union, you, you could fire him. Uh, apparently, we couldn't. <laughs> apparently, wow. we couldn't. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so you just pay a salary for somebody that you'd send out, like, could you go out and get some video, some flowers for me for tomorrow morning? We're doing something in the morning news about flowers. <laughs> and he'd go out and shoot a little video of flowers. Once I sent him to a fire, I'm not kidding you guys. This is like, I'm really digressing, but this is so crazy. I sent him to a fire and he had like a camp chair uh-huh. and he's camped out across the street from the fire so then my favorite um, photographer jolly comes up and jolly um jumps out of the car and he says to this person this person, person yeah who's deceased now but i still don't uh-huh. want to use his name he says to this person why aren't you shooting the fire well angie gave me the address to the fire it's across the street because you know when it's breaking news yeah 911 calls come in from other locations. Yeah. So I sent him to the address across the street. So he was in his camp chair and he wouldn't shoot the fire because it was across the street from the address oh, I gave oh him. Gosh. So then my favorite cameraman shooting the fire and he's like, well, yeah, uh, so-and-so got here before I did, but he wouldn't shoot it because you gave him the address across the street from wow. the fire. I am not kidding you. That's, that's somebody hurt And he still bad. got paid. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, see, that's yeah. crazy. To Isn't me. that crazy? Yeah. crazy? Okay, so wow. what I wanted to go over with you guys, the best part of this story, I wasn't just talking about the people who drove us crazy, but, you know, the, this camaraderie you have with old friends, yes. it's funny. Wonderful. You know, someday we'll all get together and joke around about Jorge oh, yeah. or Moose, or you yeah. know what I mean? Like, we'll, we'll remember the stories of the things we did, or they'll joke around about how Angie was always three minutes late, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, oh, he's laughing right now. Look at him, look at him laughing. Look at him, look at them both. They're both laughing. <laughs> it's not that funny. It's really not that funny. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it's funnier to other people. They're laughing. You might as well just start the show, you know, three minutes after, right? Okay, so with that said, that's what we did. It was that camaraderie. So I looked up, you know, ways to maintain long-distance friendships because it was like with these friends, when I get together with them about once a year, it's like I saw them yesterday. And it's so wonderful in the stories and the history. It's so worth maintaining these friendships. And I'm not saying at by sacrificing your family no i went to one of the they had a party for me and i brought my mom i brought my nephew i brought everyone that i was visiting with me to the party mm -hmm. and so one of the tips was don't wait too long and robbie you're an excellent friend maker and keeper um uh, also <laughs> taking you are uh, well not really there's uh, it's very hard i'm a very good friend um but if you move out of state mm -hmm. you may then you're never done. hear me oh me again. and that's not something i'm proud of but it's the truth well, you know, we, we I just think this is a wake-up call to many of us that maybe don't put in the effort. Um, you know, Skyping, video calls, Facebook. I Facebook a lot of my friends, and we joke. I mean, one friend and I, we have the same sense of humor, and we crack each other up. I mean, I think I am hysterical when I'm with her. Facebook has really made it easier yes. to, to yeah, keep in absolutely. touch. Yes, and sometimes she'll you make them feel important. Let them know. Like, I let my mentor, Wendy, um, probably every year or two know what she meant to me mm -hmm. you know how she was like has been like family and how she supported me how she guided my career mm -hmm. and she'll always defer and say oh it's because you were exceptional and that's why it was easy to mentor you but she would stay after when we were done with work at midnight because they in la the news went on at 11. Mm -hmm. she would stay till mid uh, you know 12 30 1 o'clock it didn't matter if i needed help she'd stay with me right. didn't mm -hmm. matter how long it took or weekends whatever it was Wonderful. and then little surprises to surprise them with a card or like sometimes my girlfriend Joey she sends me a book like from um, Amazon you know it's like what six seven eight bucks for a paperback book mm -hmm. and it arrives and it just makes me feel so good because that makes me feel important and remembered and Skype makes it so easy now yeah. you know to keep up these friendships yeah yeah, yeah. I've got friends um, from the army from when I served in the army mm -hmm. that I keep in touch with and uh, one of my friends she's in Arizona she's running for Cochise County Board of Education superintendent Whoa. And so she she had sent out this blanket announcement, and I wrote her back personally and say, I am so very proud of you. Mm, that's I nice. I said, you're doing your oh, thing. Oh, wait a second. You guys both let, uh, gave me really special birthday greetings, too. Uh-oh. Yeah, you guys gave me both. And, you know, I just uh, remembering Facebook. people, making Facebook. them feel special. I mean, we're oh, not. I called you. You did, and you know we're not long distance. We aren't, you guys. Mm -hmm. But um, it just when you somebody remembers you and kind of makes you feel special, it's kind of cool, you know. Oh. So. I think Beatrice, um, she's, I think both of you sang to me. This is Beatrice Bruno, the drill sergeant of life. And I just called to tell you happy birthday. You're one of better. my dearest friends, and I thank God for you. And I'm going to sing to you. And this is the song. Thank you for being a friend. Aww. Travel down the road and back again. Ooh. Your heart is true. true. You're a pal and a confidant. <laughs> Well done. Isn't that? But you know, I saved it because I liked it so much. And that funny thing is, is that Robbie did too. Oh, I'm trying to be Marilyn Monroe. 
Oh my god. No, not quite as good a voice, but no. Wait. Wait. Go girl. Mrs. President. <laughs> Angie Austin. <laughs> you are a cut up. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. <laughs> Girls, because Fun. we love you so much. But That's isn't right. it great? But these are memories for us. Like yes. I saved those. I played them for oh. my friends in LA. I thought it was so funny. Uh. And then my friend who has Lou Gehrig's disease that I met years ago, he and his wife called me. Mm -hmm. And like we've got years of memories, you know. Oh, nothing and, like it. Yes. And so I just think that, you know, doing things to maintain these friendships and make mm -hmm. it's just worth it. And I love Skype because and FaceTime, mm -hmm. although be careful with that FaceTime. I called somebody the other day and um, I didn't realize I was FaceTiming him. I'd just be really careful. Oh, no. Hi. Really? Well, because you, if you, you don't know see? you're FaceTiming, I'm like, I was in the doctor's office and oh I accidentally God. pushed the button and it was like, okay. But I thought to myself, what a weird place to accidentally yeah. FaceTime someone, you know? Oh, like, oh funny. Yeah, it was just so, and she burst out laughing when she figured it out. I was like, oh, oh, sorry, did I accidentally FaceTime you? I didn't mean to do that. So we didn't even get to our good news, but the good news is, these friendships can be so wonderful and I just cannot tell you how good I felt mm -hmm. being with these old friends and that they still love me and uh, four of them were in my wedding oh wow that, cool. yeah I saw that picture it's, it's yeah. so good yeah. such good That's that great. neat all right. Well, awesome. I hope that that'll be us too. Because even if I move out of state, Robbie, I'm going to demand. Well, you I was about to me. say, I am. I'll be so close to you guys to you move. So yeah, just so, oh. right. Yeah, I'm, she will keep in touch. I'm until here for life, Angie. Thank state. you so yeah, much. Exactly. I wish I was. I wish I was deeper. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh. All right, Robbie Yopes. If you even want to contact her now, your website <laughs> RobbieYopes.com. Beatrice Bruno, <laughs> DrillSergeantOfLife.com. All right, someone that I absolutely love that uh, just as much as you, Beatrice, and more than you, Robbie, uh, is a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're going to change gears now and have our friend Terry Fisher join us. Hello, Angie, and happy Friday, happy November. And Angie, I didn't get to wish you publicly in the air. Happy birthday from a few days ago oh, as well. Thank you. And then you ran off to Disney World Land, right? Yes, we did. We walked 34,000 steps, 17 miles with a six-year-old. She didn't I, even complain. I saw that. I think that's fabulous. Crazy, huh? Good for all you guys. Well, guess what's happening this week, Ben? What? You know what's nice about Denver and our city and our town and our state is there's always something happening. There's always something fun. There's always free events. So what's free about tomorrow would be free night at the museums. And the museums oh. between 5 and 10 are all open for um, you at no charge. I mean, whether you want to go to the Art Museum or the History Museum or Wings Over the Rocky Museum, there are, they're all open. So all the Denver Metro Sounds Museums are open from wonderful. 5 to 10. You know, you can go to Dinosaur Ridge. Probably didn't think about that one. It's no. another free time as well. Excellent. You know, out there in Morrison, and they're doing all kinds of fun things. And you've got the Four Mile Historic Park. They're also considered a museum um, night that's out there free. Um, they're going to have you know, live music and campfire tales and activities and demonstrations. Yeah, and I just went to, to Dinosaur Ridge for the first time. I thought that was wonderful, by the way, just throwing it that is. in there. And, yeah. and even at, at um, Wings Over the Rockies, they have what they call 5280, Take Off the Wings Over the Rockies. Uh-huh. Once again, it, and they're open daily, so they have this really fun event out there um, that's going on. There is a little bit of a charge for this one, but it goes on until November 12th. Okay. So that's you can get out there and learn a bit more about space. And if you want to get involved with the, rock, or the wings, they're doing their gala on November 14th. All right. And we've got the three astronauts from Apollo 13 coming I in. I know. Oh, I'll be there with you. I know. That's so exciting. It's going to be a really super fun night. And then also that started this weekend, which starts tonight, going on until the 14th, is Denver Arts Week. Mm -hmm. So they're all varied um, 
events that go on all through various areas. It's the ninth annual. Um, it's an eight-day celebration of things, um, art in the Mile High City. Excellent. So there, you know, you can go down to Santa Fe, you can go down to the art districts. There, there's just one of those cool things. And well, you've got, got some um, great stuff. Oh, here's a fun thing, Angie, for all you healthy people. It's first Saturday hike at Chatfield. It is also free going on to, let's see, actually it runs to December 5th, but it starts Excellent. at 9 o'clock tomorrow, so you can get out there and well, do a hike. Oh, Terry, I want to make sure people can get in touch with you, so they give can me call all me your info. 303-635-1210, Facebook, Five Star um, Talent Entertainment, on my website, fivestaracts.com. It's the number five. Also get out and see Beth Epley at um, Highland Hills. It's a free event for kids next Wednesday. Excellent. Thank you, Terry. Happy week, everyone. You too. We'll be right back with the good news. Music of inspirations, encouragement, and meditation is found here on 810 KLVZ. Hi, it's Angie Austin. If you ever thought about mentoring someone, well, guess what? We need you. The Denver Rescue Mission needs mentors for kids and adults. Hello, Alexa with the Denver Rescue Mission. So how can we help you? Uh, you can sign up to be a mentor for a child or an adult, um, people who are um, in one of the Denver Rescue Mission programs, um, and you basically sign up at denverrescuemission.org. And for mentoring, there's a little bit more involved. You may have to do a background check in some of those things, but it's a, a few times a month commitment. And you can spend, you know, an hour or so with a kiddo or an adult and really pour into their lives a little bit when they've come from some some situations in their lives and just be a friend. Yeah, be a friend. And you've been mentoring someone and you find mentoring that young gal very satisfying. I do. I'm mentoring a 14-year-old girl and it's been just a blast. So I really encourage you to, you know, look into it. And give us your website again. DenverRescueMission.org. Do you ever feel like you're just searching for a church and you just can't find the right one? Well, I must have looked for about 10 years. I have to tell you, I've never been so excited to go to church. I feel that Pastor John Moreland, my pastor, that's you, John, um, has a real gift for teaching. And there's so much love in that church. And I've never felt more welcome. And I have to tell you, Pastor Moreland, I just, I, I love going to church now. I learn something every week, and, I, and I, I just feel so blessed by you. It makes me cry. Well, I'm humbled to hear you say that. Denver Christian Bible Church is about two things. One, we want to make genuine connections with people, and two, we want to genuinely connect those people to Jesus. Thursday night, we connect. You can go to dinner. You get to know people. And then on Sundays, I just feel like it's a time of getting together and learning, and I feel I'm always hugged. I've never been hugged so many times in my life by people who are really happy to see me there. And so I feel like I'm growing, but I also feel like I have a support system at Denver Christian Bible Church. So if people would like to come, how do they reach you, Pastor Moreland? Please go to our website. You can download our sermons for free and find out where we are, denverbible.org. You heard it in church. Now you have it here on 810 KLVZ. And yes, it's all right to sing along. For God I live. For God I die. For God I live. For God I die. For God I live, for God I die, for God I live, 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 that 
Well, welcome back to the good news. Well, you just heard Nicole Paris beatboxing. Isn't she amazing? Nicole Paris, they call her the best female beatboxer in St. Louis, and I would just call her the best beatboxer in the United States of America. And she just recently performed at the BET Awards, and she is here to talk to us now. Welcome, Nicole. Hello, hello. You know, I, um, I've i enjoyed watching your videos. You and I have spoken before, and we've chit-chatted a little bit on Facebook, because I was just so impressed with the gift you have, because it's so unique, and it's so totally cool, and not many people can, like, move their lips like that. And in beatbox, I mean, it's an art. So let's be, before we talk about those viral videos with you and your dad competing, let's kind of go back in your story a little bit about, you know, learning from him, and um, also your testimony, you know, when you became a Christian. I know you're a strong Christian. Yes, I am. Um, well, I have been saved since I was five years old. Oh, uh, awesome. I'm 23 now. And um, my pop, uh, he's also saved. My my parents are also saved. And so before they, you know, got saved, they were, they were into uh, old school hip hop. Ah. And um, my dad, my dad has been beatboxing to me since I was in the womb. And um, so after that, my dad, he actually grew up on old school hip hop with, with Dougie Fred, the Fat Boys, KRS One. And um, he passed down his talent to me. Uh, and so every time when he came back home from work, he'll beatbox to me. Uh, I'll stay up on purpose, you know, um, and we'll beatbox. And so it just, now I'm here <laughs> from that talent that he's been beatboxing to me in the womb um so yeah and uh do you have other siblings did he teach anyone else any nieces nephews his brothers sisters is it a family thing or just you two it's just it's just me and my pop wow that is so cool okay now i have a question about you mentioned nicole that you were saved when you were five and you're 23 now um first of all do you remember that day really well do you i mean making a decision at that age that's an interesting you know that's a young a young age to make that big decision yes uh and yes i do remember it um i remember jumping up and down i had pigtails and i was in the third row and um i was rocking back and forth and I got, um, and then the spirit just got a hold of me. And um, then I was baptized in Jesus' name. And that's how it happened. All right, I have to tell in you. my, my little picture. My kids just um, <laughs> did the altar call, and my, my eight-year-old, Hope, she had really been excited about it, and she saw another kid do it the week before. So she said to me, um, I want to do that next week. And um, uh, and she said, when I go in the back room, because you know, they take the kids in the back room, she goes, when I go in the back room, do I meet the real Jesus? Is he waiting back there with my new Bible? I said, no, Jesus isn't in the back room. Just, you know, I'm Pastor PJ. You know, that's all you got back there. Um, and so we went up to Pastor Moreland, uh, we call him PJ, and uh, asked him, you know, about it. And he said, you know, you can do it with your mom if you want, or you can do it with me, you know, next week. And uh, she said, no, I want to do it with you. And uh, so all week she kept saying, I'm so excited about putting Jesus in my heart. And I just thought it was so sweet that she totally got it, you know? Oh, that is so adorable. I love hearing little kids talk like that. I love it. I just love it that she thought Jesus would be back there sitting at her desk, you know, like, oh, you're here for your new Bible. I got it right here. 
All right, let's <laughs> Yeah, right. All right, let's talk Nicole. Um okay, a lot of kids who are, you know, saved young, then you're in the limelight now. You're on the BET awards, you're around Snoop Dogg, you're around other stars, you know, you're recording with them, you're in their circles. Maybe people are doing crazy things around you. Maybe you smell something a little funny when you're in the room with them. How do you, as a young Christian woman with all this temptation and now, you know, fame coming upon you, how are you handling this? I mean, that's a, that's a lot. Well, first of all, you must be grounded. Um, in the word, um, you must be fasted, stay prayed up, you know, and in your word at all, at all times. Um, every time when I am surrounded by anyone, you know, um, I always think would, would God appreciate what I'm doing right now? I if he was that. standing right there in front of me, would he approve of what I'm doing? So say, for example, I am, I'm, um, Let's see, um, I'm cursing. And he said to get rid of every filthy, you know, word from your lips. So if you think about it, how can you pray and talk to God and still have the lips when you curse? That doesn't make sense, you know? Um, And so basically, I just, I try to stay away from it anyway, you know? Um, But you can't be light and light. You have to be light and dark. Right. So true. All right. So with that said, are all your friends and associates, I know how open you are about your faith. Are they all pretty well aware that, you know, you're a straight shooter and that you're a Christian? Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. Yeah, I figured. All right. Now, I, um, in terms of the videos that kind of, you know, went viral, I know the you and your dad did these videos and uh, you're kind of competing against each other. And the first one you told me didn't go viral, but the second one did. And then I saw you on Good Morning America. And once those videos go viral, they kind of spin out of control. It gets a little crazy. So talk about, um, you know, why you did those and how fun it was, because I can see that I can see the sparkle in his eye when he watches you, how proud he is. Well, I did it. Um, it happened when I, I came back from school, and it's um, beatboxing is a bond. And um, the first video we did, you know, just to play around, and I was like, okay, well, let's do a video. And then the second video, it was a follow-up video, and we just we taped it, and I put it on Facebook, and it, it went viral. But as far as me wanting to do it, it's just it's just it's really just a bond, you know. It was just something that we were playing around with, and we uploaded on social media, and this happened. <laughs> so cool. Now, how did you get that call for Good Morning America, which, by the way, I loved it, because you've got faith within your beatboxing, but, you know, they may may not know that. They might not invite somebody on to, like, sing a song about Jesus on Good Morning America, but it's in your beatboxing. But you're so fast. I don't even know if sometimes people catch what you're... You told me that you put Christ in your beatboxing. So with that said, how did that whole Good Morning America gig, uh, you know, come, come about? Because that was super cool to watch. Well, they contacted me the, I think it was the, the second day into the video going viral. And they was like, yeah, come on now, you know, um, and be on the show. And I was like, okay, cool. But as far as me throwing Christ inside of my beatboxing, enough people catches what I say. Um, but me throwing Christ in it, you know, I'm just, I'm really bold. So, are, I mean, you are. I you love that. So, yeah. <laughs> 
I was watching one of yours, and that's when I first I went back to watch the GMA one because I wasn't sure. I heard the word. I saw you a point to the sky, and I, I heard Christ. But man, you are fast. And so then I, um, I watched another one of your videos where you say, "For God I live, for God I die." I think, "For God I die, for God I live." And uh, so I'm like, oh, yeah, she's a Christian. Because I didn't know that at first when I was watching your videos. So I thought that was totally cool. And I'm like, oh, I've got to get your testimony on the good news. All right. So since you are so open, um, you know, do other about your faith, do other young people ever come to you or, you know, I find that as a Christian, especially when I worked in TV news, my non-Christian friends would come and find me in the makeup room when they had problems because they knew like I was the one that they thought could help them or advise them if they saw me as somebody on the right track in life. Do you find that too, that people see you as on the right road in life or something special about you because of your, of, of your faith? Yes. Um, I get a lot of emails, a lot of texts, calls uh, um, regarding to what they're going through and if I can pray for them. And um, as far as the kids coming to me, oh, it's a lot. It is a lot, especially in my family, you know. Um, and me being a Christian, like, who am, am I to, you know, say no or to to get offensive if they do come to me? Mm-hmm. Meaning, like, some, some Christians, um, they get offended um, if somebody that is not saved or that is not, like, them come to that person to ask for prayer mm-hmm. and so say no 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 well you must be saved first and you know all that stuff but that's not true you know jesus wasn't just with the people that were saved that was walking with him you know he was everywhere right and so that's how that, that's how i go by yeah, I think that I think that's beautiful because that is what he would do. He was with the people who were hurting and, you know, maybe not doing at the time the right things in their lives and he was there for them with that forgiveness that we have to follow that lead and be non-judgmental and forgiving as well. Or right, let's talk about some of the highlights of your career, um, you know, beatboxing and some of the fun things. I mean, obviously doing the BET awards must have been a lot of fun. What are some of the uh, who are some of the people you've enjoyed working with or some exciting times uh, you know, that you've had? Hello. I, I can hear you now. That was so weird. Um, so, yeah, we'll do three, two, one. All right, so tell me about some of those exciting times that stick out in your mind to you. Well, exciting times that stick out to me, I will have to say the learning aspect of it all. Um, me actually sitting down and learning the background of it. You know, some things I don't know, but I'm really open um, as far as learning them. Now, in terms of, you know, what you and are going to do next, are you going to do anything with your dad? Because it seems to be that people really take a shine to the two of you together. And I think that's because the love between the two of you and the fact that he taught you how to do this as his daughter. It's just so super neat to watch. So do you guys have any plans for the future or do you um, do you yourself, um, you know, have any plans on your own? What's next? Yes, we are actually um, working on an album. Um, it's going to be me and him in it, uh, so far what I have, and that will be in 2016 in the summer. Excellent. So how's that been working with him? It's been going good. been going good. Um, I think he gets, like, excited whenever I do, like, a bad beat, like, oh, man, that's nice, that's nice. Um, and so it takes us a while in the studio, you know, because he gets excited and starts yelling and stuff, and then it's me and him. We're like, oh my God, it was bad. It was bad. Play it back, play it back, you know. And so we just redo it and redo it just because how awesome it sounds. 
So there's like a mutual admiration there where he um, is like excited and impressed by some things you do, which you can see in the videos of the two of you together. Now, when you do that, um, like the, the, the competition number two video where, you know, you took off your glasses and you're like ready, you know, like, oh, I'm, I'm ready. You know, I'm, I'm going to throw it down now. So you take your glasses off, you fold them up. And then when you go, he just is so impressed by you. So does he already know what you're going to do? Have you practiced it? Do you wing it? Like, how does it work? No, I do not practice. Um, but when he do see me, you know, Taking off my glasses, that means he's getting ready to get in the dust. You know, it's it's on, you know. Um, and so, but as far as practicing, no, I don't practice. All Everything that you heard on that video was all, all freestyle. It was all freestyle. No it wasn't practice. Way. Seriously? Yes. Well, how do you do yes. that? Does it just come <laughs> to you? Do you just have something in your head? Like, how does that work? It seems so intricate. You know, all... All of, of my styles come from God. Um, they're all messages, actually. The messages are in my beatboxing, but a lot of people, okay, some people see or only hear my beats, while others, they hear my messages. Um, and so the messages in my beatboxing is just something that I have overcame or that I am going through at that time. And so... If I was to combine both um, slow and fast beat, it means I have overcame whatever I was down about, but only with the help of God, mm-hmm. you know. And so a lot of my beats aren't really, you know, like practice. They all come from God. And some of the beats are beats that are happening in heaven, you know. And so all my beatboxing is just messages. If you really listen to them, they're all messages, like deeply listen to them. And what was that? What did he say? I, I couldn't understand it. Well, for God I live, for God I die. Let's take that for example. Uh-huh. That was clear. For God I live, for God I die, you would have to really be, you know, for God. Like, you would only live for God and God for God. So if, let's see. So for God I live, meaning would you turn your life over to God? Like, would you drop every materialistic thing that you have, like money? Does money come before God? Does your wife your, or your husband come before God, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And for God, I die, meaning will you die for God before money, before any materialistic thing that you have? So in order for you to say, for God, I live, for God, I die, you have to really mean that. Mm-hmm. You have to really mean that. So if somebody was to come in your house, and put a gun to your head and say, would you die for God? Is it a yes or is it a no? It uh-huh. will, it, you think God, I live for God, I die, what will actually show where your faith is in God. All right. I, I want to do two things. I want, I want you to beatbox for us, uh, you know, because we're a Christian good news show, and I, I want people to hear you that may not normally hear beatboxing. And then I want to make sure we also get, you know, your social media and, you know, we, that we can find you and watch your videos, et cetera. So let's start with that. All righty. Do, do you want the beatboxing first or? Well, let's do your social media and then let's do the beatboxing. We'll save the best for last. Yes, ma'am. So my social media, you can get me on Instagram and Twitter at Real Nicole Paris, and on Facebook Nicole Paris, and on YouTube Nicole Paris. Awesome. All right, we got about a minute left, and it's all you on the good news, Nicole Paris. Go for it, my friend. All righty. <laughs> 
Absolutely. I mean, just to, and for people, you know, Google Nicole Paris and then look and, and click on video because when you actually see her doing it, it's just unbelievable that those sounds can come out of a human being. I just think it's so cool. I just love it. All right, Nicole, we'll find you on social media. I've already found you. It was easy. What a blessing to have you on the show. Thanks for joining us on the good news, Nicole. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You bet. God bless. Thank you. God bless you. Worship through wonderful music, impactful sermons, and inspirational talk programs. Where Love Lives, 810 KLVZ. Hi, it's Angie Austin with the good news. Did you know the Denver Rescue Mission needs you and your help, and they need turkeys, your turkeys. They need 15,000 turkeys to help those who are hungry and in need. They should be frozen 12 pounds or larger. You can bring the turkeys to the Lawrence Street Shelter between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. or donate online. You can donate the amount of that turkey online so the mission can buy their own. And I have to tell you, I have been there on several Thanksgivings, I believe about four years in a row. I cannot tell you how much people appreciate these meals. Almost every single person that comes through the line looks me in the eye and thanks me, even though I'm just serving them. You know, and they are so grateful to have this beautiful meal. And believe me, it is a beautiful meal. Absolutely delicious and very much appreciated by the people who maybe don't have a place to go for Thanksgiving. So again, the Denver Rescue Mission needs 15,000 turkeys. Go to denverrescuemission.org slash turkey for more info. Hello, it's your pal Angie Austin. You know, I have to tell you, if you enjoy the good news, I would love your support. I would love to team up with you, to partner with you, and help you grow your business or your nonprofit. And also, you could support the good news at the same time. I know all of my sponsors personally. I really enjoy working with these advertisers because we have friendships as well as a business relationship. This show means the world to me. I have a passion for sharing good news, and I have a passion for my faith, and I would also have a passion for you and, and building your business as well. You can reach me at angieaustinnews at gmail.com, angieaustinnews at gmail.com. I'd love to work with you. Hey, it's Angie. Do you have dreams and goals that you really want to reach and you don't know how to reach them? You feel lost, like you don't have a roadmap to your dreams? Do you need like a big jolt of coffee? Well, that's Carrie Conley. She has a big event coming up and every year I go and it helps me reach my goals. Hi, Carrie. Hi, how you doing? Yes, very, very excited about the event. It's called Vision is Victory. It's the third annual. It's in January uh, 2016, the 14th through the 16th in Scottsdale, Arizona. It'll be beautiful. And I'll be there. You'll be there. Tickets are very reasonable right now. Great excuse to get away from Colorado in the cold winter months. And you really teach us um, every single step we have to take to take what we want in life and actually put it into actionable steps and reach our goals. That's right. I want people walking out knowing exactly what to do and how to get there. And in three days, we learned that. You do. I and did. And meet some really awesome people and have a lot of fun. It is a blast. And I learn so much every year that I go. All right, Carrie Conley, how do we reach you? InfiniteNation.com. InfiniteNation.com. 
810 KLVZ, Brighton, Denver, Boulder. A Crawford Broadcasting Station. Welcome back to the good news. Well, you know, one of the things that I kind of struggle with is over and over and over again having to uh, explain to my mom and my in-laws how to use their iPod, how to log on to the internet, how to Facebook and all that jazz. But I guess it's it's actually really important more than we thought it would be. And I have a, a good man on the line, Dr. Kevin O'Neill, who's going to tell us a little bit about um, how to include the, our older family members and friends in technology. How's it going, Dr. O'Neill? Very well, Producer Moose. Uh, yeah, this was an interesting study that we did in collaboration with the Stanford Center on Longevity, part of Stanford University, on technology use and well-being in later life. And, and uh, basically, it was the first in-depth research exploring how that technology and online social networking can affect the quality of life, well-being of per- persons in later life. Well, why don't you go ahead and uh, unpack that uh, rewiring aging project to us a little bit. Okay, well, it was a nationally representative sample, and basically uh, what we were looking for is uh, the impact uh, of not only the technology, but how many uh, older adults were, were using it. And what we found is that, um, you know, some of the social technology use of cell phones uh, was uh, fairly prevalent. About two-thirds were using uh, at least one social uh, device, a cell phone or smartphone uh, but uh, what was surprising is that almost a quarter, uh, 25%, weren't using any form of technology at all. They were basically virtual shut-ins. Wow, okay. Uh, yeah, and so what we did uh, as part of the study is look at, you know, uh, some different measures, mental well-being, uh, you know, how it was helping people attain uh, some of their daily goals, you know, feeding into that sense of purpose, as well as subjective sense of health and well-being. So uh, I think what we, what we learned through this is that, uh, social engagement, which is not a surprise, is critically important to our overall uh, health, quality of life, and even longevity. And with these 25% of the people not using technology, you said that they might have the possibility of becoming isolated, just the way our culture is going with the more technology involved in everything. Some people could get left behind. Uh, exactly. And I think, uh, as you know, as, as with the aging process, especially as people get into their 80s and beyond, uh, there may be functional, uh, physical functional challenges or cognitive issues that may impact that, and uh, people may actually disengage more from uh, their family and friends, and that's not healthy. Uh, you know, we really need to look at ways of uh, how we can engage these folks, and if there's a physical limitation, uh, this is where the, uh, the uh, technology can really make a difference, uh, using things like FaceTime or Skype to connect to their loved ones and you know, this being a very mobile society, more and more of the uh, adult children are living, uh, you know, further away from uh, from them. So uh, I know in my own case, my, my children, I live in Florida, my children are up in uh, New England and the D.C. area. So being able to connect with them and my grandchildren through, uh, you know, FaceTime has really made a difference for us, you know. Exactly. My wife's grandma lives kind of far away and she doesn't like to drive. Yeah, she can make the drive, but she doesn't like doing it by herself because it is a fair distance. But due to awesome things like Skype and FaceTime and Facebook even, we can share pictures of my children with her and she just then prints them out and then takes them to all of her friends. Says, look at my look at my grandkids as opposed to, you know, sharing them on Facebook because she, uh, she's the only one of her group of friends that are on Facebook. And, um, you know, the rest of her friends who are over 80 are getting left behind. But what are some of the reasons that seniors are slow to be adapting to the technology, that it's too overwhelming for them perhaps? 
Well, that's uh, certainly one of the uh, one of the issues. Uh, some of the barriers that were discovered was that uh, you know at least almost half felt that it was too hard to learn. Uh, the tech, technology was too complicated. Um, it took too much time to figure out. And I think a lot of times too, it's you know kind of resistance to change. You know, people have done things for a certain way for a long period of time. Exactly. Uh, but interestingly enough, only five percent of the people surveyed felt that they were completely opposed to it. So many of them said that they would like to learn how to, you know, video chat or text or uh, be able to use, uh, um, you know, FaceTime or Skype. And uh, so I think the, there's certainly openness to it. Uh, but I think this is a good opportunity for for those of us in the senior living uh, communities, uh, also, you know, senior citizen centers, uh, to offer classes to show people that it's not that complicated to be able to have them meet other people who are facing uh, maybe similar uh, challenges to see that they're not alone and, and to uh, understand that they can overcome those barriers. Wonderful. And where can people get more information? Yes, uh, we have a, a website, uh, brookdale.com, where there's uh, more information available. And we also have a telephone line that people can access toll-free, 855-350-3800, where people can ask questions related not only to this study, but also uh, any issues related to uh, aging or to uh, you know situations they may be facing in their own families. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Dr. O'Neill. Thanks for talking to us about uh, getting Grandma and Grandpa and all of our elders uh, back up to the speed of technology. And thank you for listening to the good news. Cast the past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com.